In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Simeon was waiting for the consolation of Israel, that is, the help and comfort that was promised to come to Israel. Anna spoke to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem, for some payment as ransom from imprisonment and slavery. When the fullness of time had come, they both received what they were looking for. Jesus is that help promised to come by generations of prophets. Mankind cannot free himself, nor could the people of their age, nor could the people of our age. And now there is one man who can and would bring help, the help needed for sinful mankind. He is the hopes and the dreams of all the years. Jesus brings comfort, comfort, the kind of rest from all weariness and pain. All mankind endures suffering and temptation and needs to be delivered from it, is aching to be delivered from it, to be saved. Jesus is the one who breaks all these pains and sufferings and brings comfort for hurting men and women because Jesus is the one who saves them. He is salvation. Jesus pays the redemption price in order to bring this salvation. He is true man and true God, his flesh and blood put on the cross as a just and devout payment for man's sin, for Simeon's, for Anna's, for yours and for mine. While perhaps one man might die for another man to save their life, God dies for all men. God delivers all men and he forgives them, granting them a free ransom at his own cost. Jesus gives freedom from slavery. To escape the cycle of sin, he pays for it all by his crucifixion, And so that cycle is over. Even better than that, Jesus gives a new thing to mankind, resurrection to new life. It is a release from death, which otherwise meant that a man's life is ended. His end goal is death. While every man is enslaved to an impending death, Christ gives something that turns that around, an impending life. Jesus promises life. This is what he came to do, and this is what he did, and it's what he still does. It is a relief and a comfort. Anna gave thanks for it. A great pressure was lifted. There was now a way for a peaceful end, not of death, but of life. And so Simeon picked up the baby Jesus in his arms and said just that. That is a peaceful end. He said... Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. Meaning that Simeon can confidently now go about the rest of his life, even unto his death. He said, according to your word. Meaning that all the Old Testament scriptures are fulfilled in this baby in his hands, the one person, Jesus Christ. 
For my eyes have seen your salvation. Now the act of salvation, of course, is the cross, which began with the baby Jesus in his hands. Simeon saw the boy that would grow in wisdom, filled with the Spirit, and would end on the cross. Which you have prepared before the face of all peoples. The Lord God has been preparing since the garden this salvation, this Jesus, this one who would bruise the serpent's head. He is the culmination of all that. And the grace of God was upon him. He is a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. Revelation, which is the word of God, the preaching of the gospel, the glory of your people Israel. It is that the promises of the Old Testament would not just be for the Jew, but also for the Gentile, which means also for you. Which means that this one boy, Jesus, his redemption price would not only be for the people then, but for all the world, for all time. This means for you. This is what Simeon rejoiced in. And you have the same redemption that Anna spoke of. Jesus is the culmination to the unyielding crash of sin that attacks you. He is the end of it. He has completed everything according to the law, and he gives the spoils of his victory over to you. You are his creation, and he has restored you by these doings. Here again, Paul's letter to the Galatians. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. You are created in God's image, and you are restored back to him by Jesus Christ. While you had been a slave to sin, and a slave to sin's final end point, which is death, it is different when you are taken up into Christ's arms. You are not any longer made to be a slave to the wicked master death, nor are you a slave to the Lord and master of the universe. Instead, you are made to be a son, a daughter, an heir to all the good things of God's household. And as a son or a daughter, you are adopted in holy baptism with the water. You are given a peaceful end at your beginning. You are given relief from eternal struggles. And you are even now given comfort in the words of absolution amidst your torment and struggle in sin. This adoption as sons is a stark contrast to a slave. Close your eyes for a moment and imagine a Victorian estate with indentured workers, who we might call slaves, who will deliver food and drink. They do yard work. They clean up the house of the master. When you think of a postmodern society, you can think also of someone who is stuck doing servile things, working to receive wages so that you can pay back, say, a debt. Working to earn payment 
just so that you can provide food and goods for your family and you hardly have time to clean up your house. A slave is someone who works to earn, to pay off. Perhaps you can relate. Is it hard to find a little bit of relief from the onslaught of life's demands? Maybe the end in sight only looks like more suffering. Jesus is your consolation and help in this suffering because you are not just a worker or a slave before God. God has created goodness here and he has earned it back to restore you as part of God's family. In holy baptism, you are a son, a daughter, an heir. No earnings needed. The Father will provide all that is necessary for body and life, just like in your home. When a slave or worker makes a mistake, what happens to them? Well, maybe you can just think of at a corporation, if someone makes a mistake, well... You're replaceable. You're fired. The work they had to do that gives them daily bread now has been ended. Their life has been ended. Their wages and mistakes lead them from sin into death. But that is not how it is for a son. That is not how it is for you. When a son makes a mistake, his father forgives him. When a daughter makes a mistake, the father comes with a gentle touch and patience. It does not lead to death. It leads only to more life. The forgiveness from the father given to you. You do not have to work for it. Christ did the work for you. And so your adoption into Christ's family gives you that new identity and heir You have comfort amidst your struggles, which you certainly will have, and you have a father to fall back upon, praying, forgive us and do not look at our sins. Indeed, the Lord's true forgiveness allows you to stay in his household forever. You are not fired or removed from God's presence. You will remain God protects you from sin's attacks right here in his house to keep you right here in his house. He guards and keeps you so that death would not be your end. Our Father feeds you his body, the body and blood of Christ, and he keeps you in the family. And so, see, Jesus is your source of confidence. You see him every week in the liturgy. You hear him in the word. And with great confidence from these promises, this restoration of your soul, you can sing exactly what Simeon sang. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.